Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go.
Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast, and I'm so excited for you to meet my guest, Nicole Walters. She is an income strategist, and she teaches people how to turn their passions into profits with her online training programs. And today we're going to talk about how just over a year ago, she quit her six-figure corporate job while streaming live on Periscope in front of 10,000 people. Yes, you heard that right, and you get to hear the story today. So six months later, she built a million-dollar business that helps everyday people, brands, and leaders realize their full potential. So let's get started. Nicole, I'm so incredibly excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh my gosh, this is the best. Thank you, Lori. (laughs) All right. I love your energy already. We got to talk for like two minutes before this and already I can just, you have this like massive, beautiful smile that literally is actually staring at me right now via Skype. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, And I just know there's so much amazing story behind it and I really want to um, get to know your story. I was just learning all about you, just going on your site, and I'm so I can so uh, relate to so much of your past. So I would love if you would share uh, just where you came from, because I know it's you know looking at where you are now. You know, a lot of people might say, "Wow, how on earth did you you know get to the place where you're at?" Because it's really challenging for a lot of people. So I'd love to hear where you came from. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's hard to believe looking back now that I've managed to build this seven-figure business in just 11 months, but, you know, miracles happen and God is good and it's possible. Amen. And yes, (laughs) and it's just, it's amazing though, because I have the background that says, you know, society tells you it's not going to work. I grew up in inner city DC, uh, the daughter of two immigrants, hardworking, you know, my mother was a secretary and my father was a taxi driver. And I mean, literally they just impressed upon me the importance of positivity, keeping your focus and that your situation and your income doesn't determine your outcome. So in knowing those factors, I worked really hard my entire life to make sure that I went to not just the top schools, but I got the top opportunities. And eventually when it came time to jump out into entrepreneurship, I did that in a grand way. I quit my job live on Periscope in front of 10,000 people. (laughs) And and 11 months later, my business is thriving. But the thing that's held true since day one is my focus on making sure I give back to others, leaving a legacy for my children and always putting faith at the front of my business. Mm, Wow. Okay. So I really want to, I want to dig into that. So what did that look like for you growing up? I know you said that they're, you know, they really set a foundation for you of positivity, but it takes a lot more than just positivity. So what were the things that really impacted you? Like those pivotal defining moments where you had choices to make? Absolutely. So, I mean, I can remember when I was very young traveling around with my father in his taxi. And it was interesting because those seats of that taxi cab were a divider between two worlds. The people that rode in the back were diplomats and they were senators while I was sitting in the front with my dad, you know, at navigating. And he was explaining to me all the buildings we were passing by in Washington, DC, and, you know, all the important people that worked in these skyscrapers. And it was one of those moments that was pivotal that stuck with me forever. My father pointed to a building and said, you know, you can have your name on the side of one or you can clean one. And the only thing that makes that difference is you. And that was just a life changing opportunity. And ever since then, he's always said to me, you know, push forward, 
push forward and don't quit plan, you know, be smart, use your resources. As long as you have time and resources, there's nothing that's out of your reach. And he's right. Mm, wow. Okay. So I want to really talk about, uh, you quit your job on Periscope in front of I did. all, <laughs> I, did. I, I was like, wait, like I need to like hear all about this and what that looked like. And how did you get on Periscope and just get me up to speed on all that? Sure. So, I mean, I'm just going to be the first to confess. I've got that shiny new object syndrome where <laughs> Periscope came out and I was like, oh, what's this new social media, you know, checking mm -hmm. it out. And I got on there and I was like, wow, live streaming is so fun. And I was just sharing my, my story. I was still working a nine to five at the time. And I was sharing some of my skill sets, my corporate strategies, and people were applying them. I was like, guys, like I do this for multi-billion dollar corporations every day and I'm making them millions. I'm pretty sure it's going to work for you. So people were applying these strategies and I was like, oh my gosh, I have a thing here. This could work. I could really do this for myself. And sure enough, I told everyone the day was going to come where I'm just going to have to part ways and just really go all in. And that day finally came and I was, you know, got on Periscope per usual to say, hey guys, just another work day and, you know, but I'm going to quit and I'll let you guys know how it happens after. And everyone looked at me and was just kind of like, or was typing, you know, stay on the line stay on the line. We want to see what this moment looks like. We have fear around doing it ourselves and we mm. want to see someone do it afraid. Mm. And I did, you know, yeah. I, I quit my job right there and I called my boss and he was wonderful. He said, if this isn't your passion, if this isn't your purpose and you're monetized outside of this, then what are you doing here? You know? So I quit my job and 10,000 people watched and it was the start of an amazing, amazing whirlwind 365 days of glory, <laughs> but it's been wow. fun been a lot of fun. So growing up, because I really, you know, that, that obviously you have a really solid foundation. I can just hear the, the confidence in your voice. So it really, you know, have you always felt this way, like this shore of yourself or was it really instilled in you at, at a young age or what were some of the things that you dealt with? Like the fear stories or, sure, sure. you know, well, so truth like? moment, like, I just want to be complete, like, you know, I, that means that I'm, I'm doing a really good job practicing, you know, <laughs> living in my truth, you yes. know, right? like yes. staying confidence because in reality, I'm super nervous. Like mm. Lori, you don't understand. Like you're probably doing squats right now. And I just <laughs> eating French fries and, no. I, like, and I'm sitting over here like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I'm, you know, on this podcast. This is, it's all so surreal that, um, you know, I was just on stage with Shalene Johnson, you know, Amazing. And, you know, yeah. later this year, I'm going to be on stage with Dave Ramsey. Like, and these are the things that I can't, I just cannot believe my life, you know? <laughs> um, so, I mean, you're right when you say that I try to convey confidence, but in real life, I'm nervous most of the time. I actually have this thing um, that a lot of entrepreneurs deal with called imposter syndrome. Have you heard mm -hmm. of it before? Oh, yes. I'm yeah. right there with you, sister. <laughs> people will look at you and say like seriously you are amazing you've accomplished so much and all you can think to yourself is my goals are bigger than anything I've accomplished so far mm -hmm. you know and mm -hmm. I could have done so much more and I could have helped more people and you know will people catch on that I kind of don't know what I'm doing but I'm hoping I figure it out you know and uh -huh. it's amazing the voices that play in your head but I will tell you to be completely honest being a faith forward entrepreneur and having prayer as a part of my life, mm -hmm. it fills in the gaps where I'm worried that I may not have done the work. I do the work, mm -hmm. but, but it really helps to have faith in something greater than myself. Um, so between my faith and between truly being diligent and doing the research and investing in coaches and investing in education, 
my bases are covered. So um, everything mm. else is just voices. <laughs> okay. I want to talk about that because this is, this is like the really good meat stuff that people are, they, you know, there's so many people who are waiting. They're waiting to know more. They're waiting to do another course. They're waiting to, to have another coach. They're re- waiting to read another book and they're still feeling completely insecure or they're still feeling like it's going to feel like they're ready. Can right. you, ex- can you tell us about that journey? Like that, that first leap and actually what is the faith practice that you use to fill in those gaps? Sure. Absolutely. So, um, Oftentimes, I think you may have heard the phrase like necessity is the mother of invention, right? So um, when I first started really monetizing my business, taking on private consulting clients, building products, you know, to share corporate strategies with regular people to use in their business, it was because my husband was in the hospital. He was sick. And um, when when lives are at risk, when you realize that your life may not be as stable and consistent like you thought it could be, um, for some people, you know, that is the work harder, you know, trigger where it's like, I have to work harder. This can't happen again. For other people, that's the crawl under the covers and quit, you know, trigger. And mm-hmm. for some people, that's the prey trigger, right? And for me, it was two things. It was, I need to work harder so that I always have the financial independence and flexibility to be by my husband's bedside if that's what's necessary. Mm. And when I'm by my husband's bedside and I feel like there isn't anything else I can do, I've got to pray harder so that I know that, you know, work is still happening, even if it's beyond me. And so Mm. um, my practice each morning has always been to wake up and, you know, take, take some time to really just express gratitude for where I am. And the fact that I have the blessing of living and working in a space that brings me so much joy. And that back when I thought that this moment could never arrive, um, I had no idea how beautiful and big it would be. So um, no matter what, the fact that I've arrived here today and I've come from so much and so much poverty, you know, growing up, Mm -hmm. um, I I just have, I I will always have something to be grateful for. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it really, really, really helps. Mm, Beautiful. So I have a, I have a a question for you that I, so I come from a background where, you know, we, uh, family went bankrupt twice, like had to move out of our family home. And, and, you know, that was just not, not exactly fun to watch your mom go through. Um, but at the same time, it was like, it's such a blessing, right. To come from that background. But did you, so in your mind, you know, I look back to when I was a kid, it was like, I could not imagine my life as it is right now. But at the same time, it's almost like, it's almost like you have a couple soul hits or you get a couple like moments where it's like a glimmer or, wow, I want that. Or maybe I could have that. And what, did you get anything like that? Or, you know, what were the first signs that you're like, wow, I really feel like I'm meant for something more. Like maybe when your soul spoke to you or you had a, you know, connection to God, what was that for you? Sure. So I think that that moment probably came when, um, this is going to be, this is cheesy, but (laughs) when I was in the fourth grade, it was fourth grade. And I was the lead cast as the lead Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz <laughs> in middle school. <laughs> I love it. And it was funny because my teacher said, yeah, you know, we were just going to put you in like, um, we had like an orchestra of crows, you know, that mm-hmm. like do the singing, you know, mm-hmm. and she was like, yeah, you know, we're just going to put you in the orchestra. But when you mentioned, cause everyone had a choice, you could write down on a slip of paper, the role that you wanted to have. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously some people are like orchestra, or I don't care, you know, like you could pick, I was in fourth grade. And the only thing that came to mind was Dorothy. Like, what other role is there? Yeah, (laughs) totally. Gets to wear the shoes. Exactly, the red shoes, yes. Right, right. So, you know, I I wrote down Dorothy and my teacher came to me and said, 
we were going to put you in the orchestra, but when you were Dorothy, it just made sense. Wow. And it was one of those moments where it kind of connected where I said, you know what? Not always will someone say that, you know, here, we're going to pull you out, pluck you out of obscurity and give you the opportunity. Sometimes you're going to have to speak up and make it happen. And if I hadn't said Dorothy, I'll never forget this. If I hadn't said it, I would have been in the orchestra. You know? <laughs> and, wow. And not was I Dorothy front and center stage, but I slayed. Okay, Lori, I was awesome. <laughs> okay. So, so keeping that in mind, it's just one of those things where I, I've, I've carried it throughout my life that, you know, I'm meant for something more, no matter what my background says. And even if other people don't see it, it's up to me to put it forefront so that they don't miss it. Mm, wow. I love that. So always choose Dorothy. Got it. Yes, always choose Dorothy. <laughs> yes, don't forget to choose. <laughs> Okay. So you talk about uh, helping people get the income they deserve. And this is another amazing topic for people who, you know, coming from our backgrounds or different people's backgrounds of where you didn't have that. Like it was almost, it was almost like that's just not even, it, it wasn't expected in my lifetime to even expect to make money. Or, you know, I had such a crazy money story in my head that I didn't deserve money or money was actually because of the religion I was raised in. It was like, it's not it, money's the not root of right. all evil. Right. Right. So how did you change your money story and how do you help people change their money story? Well, uh, so I will honestly say that getting into corporate America was some of the best entrepreneurial education mm. that I've ever had yes. because I, one, knew that it wasn't for me. And two, I got to see how people who always had money lived. And it was completely different from what I thought. I thought that money, making money was elusive. I thought that abundance was difficult. And I was living in a space where, you know, there were the have and the have nots. And if you are a have not, you're always going to clamor to be a have. And yes. that just is not true. You not know, true. it's just not true, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, what ended up happening was, you know, when I started building my own business, I built it backwards from what a lot of people um, currently do in the online world. There's a lot of focus on like course launches and there's a lot of focus on a, sort of a singular big win that gets you six figures. Mm -hmm. And my poverty background, which still carry, I mean, I still feel poor every day. I literally stapled my shoes the other day because the sole was coming off. And I was <laughs> like, I just got these from Target. I'm not, I'm not throwing them away. Yeah. <laughs> I still am like that. You yeah. know, I like, don't throw away the end pieces of my bread, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's where I am in my head. So it's like, I don't care if I have seven figure. That's crazy. Right. So, I mean, coming from that mindset, I built my business with that mindset. I said, look, six figure launches sound amazing, but I am not going to live paycheck to paycheck. I can't, I can't have that. It has to be mm. sustainable. Yeah. So I actually built my business and this is what I teach, showing people to focus on the small sustainable wins. So yeah, you may only be bringing in, you know, 5,000 to five figures every single month consistently, but you're doing that through a manageable and diverse passive income stream. Mm -hmm. You need to have info products. You need to have accessibility to consulting and private bookings. You want to get speaking engagements. I mean, all of these are different income streams. And if you're solely focused on your one big course or your one big summit or conference, then you're really limiting yourself and you're ignoring, even if it works for you, you know, you're going to be dealing with that feast or famine cycle of your income generating. And mm. if you grew up poor, that just, that just does not help me sleep at night. <laughs> mm. I love that. I see, I, I believe in the same exact thing because otherwise there's so much pressure also That's around it that I really feel like your you know your energy and your mindset can go to that of like lack like I need this I'm desperate like make sure this launch is huge because this is my bread and butter for the year and 
And uh, I think that, you know, diversifying yourself is not only fun to figure out, you know, wow, that was really cool. I'm good at that. And I like that. And, you know, even if they're not massive, it is really nice to have that consistently coming in. And I think it proves to yourself that you can do that. There's so much more, right? There's so much more that you can do. I love that. That is amazing. So I know you say that you help aspiring entrepreneurs. Do you have a definition of an entrepreneur? Because I'm curious um, to ask you, I think there's a lot of people right now who maybe think they're entrepreneurs, but it might not be the right path. But I also want to speak to those people who are entrepreneurs. So how do you know when you are and maybe what's a sign that you're not? Sure. Um, I love that you're even talking about the fact that some people aren't entrepreneurs, you know, like um, that is such an honest thing to bring up. You know, it's so easy to get caught up in the hype, like free yourself, you know, live free and make so much money and you don't have to be anyone's employee. You be your own boss. Like, I mean, all that stuff sounds great, but it is the hardest job to ever do. So if you find that you're not taking joy from that experience. If you say to yourself, gosh, I really miss my paid time off, you know, (laughs) or if you are in a profession where the structure that society has makes sense, like a teacher or a doctor, I mean, it makes sense to work in those roles. And if you love it and it makes your soul sing, then why would you leave it? There's nothing wrong with having additional income streams. That's just smart. You know, Mm -hmm. that's just a backup plan. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know, if you love what you're doing, that's okay too. And there's nothing wrong with having a little side hustle. So mm-hmm. I think that when you're a true entrepreneur, frankly, um, at least from my experience, you kind of have issues uh, not being able to define your own course, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's something that you usually know from the beginning. Um, when I was young, I mean, I was always trying to make a buck. Um, I was always a leader. I was always someone who said to myself, gosh, is there a better way we can do this? Are there more people we can help? Mm -hmm. And if you find yourself asking those questions uh, from, you know, from when I was in like fourth and third grade all the way to now, uh, chances are you may be an entrepreneur because that's the only way that you can widen your territory and keep yourself from limiting your impact. (laughs) I love it. I love all of the definitions. Um, (laughs) I knew knew right away because I literally, I even liked people and respected them that I worked for, Mm -hmm. but I would always be like, oh my God. I could do this so much better. I'd be like, get me out of here. Like I cannot, you cannot tell me what to do. Like it was like a screaming three-year-old toddler having a conniption fit every single day at work. (laughs) That's exactly. Yes. Like, no. And it wasn't because of, it was just simply because I wanted to be writing it a different way. Like I wanted to be doing something totally different. And here's the thing is I've met so many people who are not, and they thrive. It's like, you can thrive in corporate America. You can thrive in different ways. And you can, I mean, for people who maybe want to feel more free within that, you know, those who aren't entrepreneurs or those who really enjoy actually working for other people and helping other people. It's like, it's not, now we're in a time where they can start maybe asking for more flexibility or if you work well from at home for certain days, it's like really look into that avenue of where could you maybe gain a little bit more time freedom or freedom within your job or maybe take on more responsibility if that's something you want to do. So I always like to talk to them because they're like, wait a minute, maybe I'm not an entrepreneur, but I still want it. You can still gain so much amazing information from podcasts like this, but I want to speak to the entrepreneurs out there on uh, the income that you deserve, right? How do you know what you deserve and how do you get what you deserve? Well, I think the, how do you get what you deserve is the easiest one. You just ask for it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and and you ask for it fearlessly. You have to say, Hey, you know, this is what I'm worth. 
and I'm comfortable saying that, but also making sure that you have to over deliver. You know, um, that's the thing that I try to apply in my community more than anything. I focus on servitude. What do you need? How can I help? Where can I be? And I'm extremely, extremely present. So it matters to me when you, when people in my community that are in my courses, if I find out that someone's sick, like I'll call them, you know what I mean? Because I like, I want to know how you're doing and I want to see your success. It's important to me that you are able to finish my courses. Like I try to reach out and get in there and really be hands-on because this is my passion. This is my purpose. And I can't imagine being anywhere else. So I think that when it comes to the income you deserve, well, that's going to be dictated by the work that you put out. And in order for you to actually get paid that money, you got to ask for it. You can't sit around hoping someone gives it to you. All right. But I'm scared to ask, you know, because that's what everyone's thinking right now. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> scared to ask, and it's true. It's, um, I think that the worst that anyone can say to you is no, mm-hmm. and no will not kill you. And, um, it starts small, you know, um, and I don't mean small in terms of the number that you ask for. I mean, small in terms of the people you ask for. for. So if you are practicing your sales pitch by, you know, chatting with the local Girl Scout, you know, know, if you are working at the PTA board and you're like, I really hope that I can take, you know, less car wash shifts, you know, and that's where you have to negotiate, like whatever you have to do to get practice Mm -hmm. is good because the opportunity will come. If you're looking to serve and help people, God's going to bring you something big Mm -hmm. and you need to be prepared to handle it. So what does that prep work look like around asking? Because I can tell you, I mean, so many people are afraid that they're, you know, maybe they'll lose their job if they ask, or maybe they'll lose respect, or maybe they're, you know, people are going to be like, who do you think you are? I mean, what's the worst that can honestly happen? I really want to, I just don't think it's being spoken about enough, especially with women around asking because men ask all the time. Like I watch my husband negotiate everything to an obnoxious point. And he literally is like, this is how life works. To him, that's how he was raised. Life is just one massive negotiation. To women, I really feel like majority of the women that I was raised around and, you know, a lot of the people that I still know, it's like, this is your one answer. So what, what do we, how, like, how do we break out of that? Right. So no, Lori, you're so right. And I think that a lot of the people that I coach, they struggle with this. A lot of the women are just like, I don't want to seem pushy, you know, or I don't want to hurt someone's feelings, or I don't want to come across as being greedy or, you know, there's all these things that float around in our head from, honestly, it's not just us. It's kind of what society tells us, right? It's not ladylike to be that way. And I'm going to tell you that my my purpose is so big that I'm I, I'm pushing past this fear of not being liked because if this is the thing that stands in the way of me being able to help more people, I can't I can't let it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's about restructuring your thinking around that. So if you say to yourself, look, I have got to earn income so that I can continuously serve in my purpose so I can help more people then you realize that asking and getting that no isn't the worst thing because that's not going to be the thing that you're going to let stop you from living in your dream. Mm, I love it. And, you know, I think when I was trying to, what if I'm trying to like value an event or value coaching or value maybe uh, a new program or something like that, I literally have to sit down and say, okay, if nobody, if nobody could see my brain, like this conversation mm-hmm. within my brain or this number that I write down, or if this was really like, what is going to get me excited to, jump out of bed what number is really going to make this feel worthwhile so that I can maybe give back even more and I write it down and sometimes it's scary to even me I'm like well that's how I really feel though like that's where I'm not going to feel 
any resentment. This is where I know I am going to wake up and pour, like you said, add even more value Mm -hmm. and be like, whoa, girl, you know your value. You better show up for it. You better, you know, add that into your group. So that was, that's been a really good practice for me. And sometimes I'll even add a little bit more because I know I tend to under go under what maybe I'm, I feel like I'm worth. And I know that, you know, depending upon where you are in your life, that's always going to be changing. It's going to be Mm -hmm. ever changing. Right. But hopefully, um, yeah, exactly. Continual, continued growth at all times. Um, so that's been something really good for me. Is there something that you do around trying to figure out, you know, maybe it's a new entrepreneur, maybe it's a new program, but you poured your whole life into it, or, you know, you're just worried about, ah, I'm new. Nobody knows who I am yet. How do those people start to learn, you know, maybe what to value their products and time at? So actually crunch the numbers. I think that um, crunching the numbers gives you a more solid grasp around what you're worth. So if you're looking at consulting, you know, consulting at $20 an hour is nothing, (laughs) you know, like, I mean, and I think that a lot of us are like, well, oh my gosh, $20 an hour, if I'm doing five hours of work, you know, somebody's going to pay me over a hundred bucks just to work with me, you know, Mm -hmm. like that can feel very weird. Right. But when you keep in mind all the prep work that you put around it, you also add that in. And that's how you start getting those consulting numbers that are at 500 and 1500. I mean, look at the fact that you've, you know, put in time into a degree that if you have a client and you're doing research and you're pulling facts and data for them, if you're coming to them with graphic designs or a portfolio, all of those hours that you're putting in to do the work, yeah, that gets tallied in too. And that's why you charge that number. So um, we have a tendency to just kind of feel like numbers are pulled out of nowhere. And that's not the case at all. If you see someone who's commanding, you know, a $6,000 coaching session, that's because they're going to be pulling in, not just with them, but probably their team and making, you know, graphics and workbooks and, you know, designing a program. And there are countless man hours that go in there and you have to get paid for them. Oh, I could not agree more. I think, you know, the more that I get deeper into, into Mm -hmm. it, you look at everything that goes behind it. And it's just the hours that even people put into different, um, coaching programs, reading books. I mean, people who are in this field are constant learners, right? So it's hours and hours and hours of expertise that goes in so that you can get on the phone and be like, Oh, here's this resource. And here's this resource. And here's this resource. (laughs) And here you go. And like, I wish I would have started coaching like years ago because I I probably started coaching, like really coaching with people like four or five years ago. And I can't even, uh, it just, you cut out so much time of searching, of looking, of reading a million books that maybe don't apply to the situation that you're in, where you could just be like, oh, wow, thanks for that amazing resource. You knew exactly what I needed because they've been there. So it's, it's been super powerful just to even just reach out to mentors, you know, people who have done it before. It's, it's insane. So, all right. So how can we shift our mindset into truly, you know, you're in an an amazing place right now. And just listening to you, it's like you're fire, like you're, you're sheer fire. And I, I love it. And I can see exactly why people, um, feel so drawn to you, but that's a mindset set shift for sure. That was a mouthful. Um, (laughs) so when you wake up, how do you get into it? Right? Because I know, I know you're human. So, (laughs) so I'm sure it takes, you know, a bit of prayer and faith and whatever. What's your, you know, what's your routine to get into this mindset? Like, so totally honest. So, um, I have three, uh, girls that I adopted and I just finished making dinner for them before I, you know, hopped on here to do this. Mm. And 
um, I remember looking at, I was like, oh, I've got this, you know, interview at, at seven. And I was saying to myself, oh my gosh, it's called earn your happy, right? It's with Lori. I, she's going to want me to be happy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm thinking about this and I was like, I've got to, I'm going to have to step it up and bring like, you know, a positive attitude. But here's the truth, Lori. I woke up this morning and the first thing that happened was I stepped in dog poo in my house. <laughs> this is the truth. Yeah. Um, I stepped in dog poo in the house. Uh, <laughs> later on in the day, my four-year-old, um, while she was in the bathroom, I said, are you taking much longer? She told me, um, you need to mind your business. And I was like, where did you learn that from? You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I had to put her in timeout, you know, uh... and then, and then later on, you know, one of my kids got a ride home from one of her friends without asking. I mean, it has honestly been, Lori, a really tough day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It has been a tough day. And the reality is anytime something happens during the day to throw me off course or to threaten my happy, if you will, um, I just stop, I recenter and I put it in perspective. I say to myself, okay, so, you know, my four-year-old is saying things. I have no idea where they got it from. This is crazy. Um, and it's actually a little bit funny, but I have to be serious because right. time out, you know? <laughs> like, so, so it's like, this is really hard, you know? And yeah. I just say to myself, okay, you know what? I'm grateful to have a four-year-old because a little, a while ago I didn't have one. And, you know, mm. I'm grateful because it means that she's speaking and she's comfortable and confident. And even though she's saying things she shouldn't say, that's a mm. blessing, you know, mm-hmm. and I literally in these moments will just run down a list, rapid fire of like three to five things that are truly positive about this negative thing. You know, mm. like I stepped on my dog's poo this morning, but you know what? My dog's still alive and healthy. He clearly is eating a balanced diet because I feel <laughs> my toes, you <laughs> and um, I also woke up this morning. So, hey, three blessings. Let's go about yes. my day. You know? <laughs> so, um, and it works like a charm, you know. And by the time I'm done, I usually am, you know, laughing and have a little bit more pep in my step. Oh, my gosh. I love it. it. That is it is too funny. Right when you said that, it was like I just took this deep sigh relief just because I think just sharing our truth and where we're really at for a lot of the journey, right? It doesn't always look that way. It's like, a, it's a choice. It's always a choice every moment because we literally just got back from Las Vegas not too long ago. And it wasn't like a Las Vegas trip. It was like speaking for like, you know, six days and just a lot of Vegas, just the word Vegas wears me out. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, a lot of energy, right? Oh like, my gosh. Like, Sensory huh. overload. And just between the smoke and the casinos and you're just not, it's, you don't feel like yourself. Right. So I swear to you, it takes a solid week to recover and and today I had a bunch of different podcasts and I had a podcast before this where I had to go deep into my story, like into my past. And I was just exhausted. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to show up like a hundred percent for this woman with this like 10 million megawatt smile. Who's like so happy. <laughs> and so just talking to you though, it like I got back into state. I was like, okay, I get to do this. I am so excited. I cannot wait to have this great conversation and really learn about this person. And it's a choice. Like it's always a choice and it changes. And I can't even tell you, I'm already like floating and I'm so excited and happy that we got to do this podcast today. But it's so funny that it doesn't matter. Like it is always a choice of what are you grateful for? What what do you get to do? What is happening for you? Right. So even stepping in dog poo, I mean, that happened for you. It, did. it really did. I mean, it's a blessing. And now I know dog sleeps in the crate. Lesson right. learned. <laughs> 
It's so true. It's so true. Okay. So I want to talk about the people that you surround yourself with now, because I I know that in my life it has really, really shifted and it's not an easy thing, right? Because especially as you're making those big choices to take a leap into your dreams, take a leap into faith, um, there's going to be tests along the way. And usually they come in the form of people and relationships. So what's shown up for you and what have you had to do? Um, I mean, I've had people on, um, my team, I've actually been really blessed. I just, just as like a caveat, like I, mm-hmm. I, I pray really hard for the right people to be in my life yes. and for the wrong people to be removed from my life. Mm-hmm. You know? So, it. so I can honestly say you, you will get what you give. So if you're putting out an, an energy that's positive of people who are willing and eager to, you know, do the work, I make that very clear, but also to, you know, bring the good and the happy if they yeah. can, um, that's what you get around you. So I can truly say, um, my life is chock full of happy people. And when I have a bad day, it stands out because they are so rare. So like that is just, it's something I'm so grateful for. However, um, I can tell you now more than ever before as a full-time entrepreneur, I don't talk to people unless it's like virtual or I'm going to an event because I work from home. So it's so important to choose the people you're around. Mm -hmm. Like I I had no idea the impact that people can play on my mood on my, cause in corporate America, you don't even think about it cause you don't choose the people you're around. You know, you show up, you're in your cube, they're there. If you don't like them, you kind of just, you've noticed that you feel cruddy all day, but you don't really know why, you know, Mm -hmm. um, in the world of entrepreneurship, when you where you are choosing and deciding where you're going to be and who you're around and your decisions, you become just very keenly aware of like how they impact your mood. And um, I can honestly say I don't have anyone that comes to mind immediately where I'm like, I'm really glad I don't have to talk to them, uh, which means I'm doing something right. Yes. But um, 100%, it's not something to take lightly that if you find that someone isn't supportive, um, it can be hard because sometimes it's family or spouses. It's really important that if you can't, you know, remove that person or minimize that person that you find someone to counterbalance it, you know, get into a mastermind, get into a Facebook community, get virtual, you know, listen, pick a favorite podcast or a mentor, someone that you can check in with to counterbalance that negativity or that loneliness that may be happening in your life because you aren't getting the support that you need because it will mm-hmm. affect your business. Mm, amazing. It, it totally does. I am super, mm-hmm. super choosy with um, the people I'm around. And I think that's yep. a great thing about working from home is like you can now choose and it, it stands out like there are def- it's it's like so clear to me um, because you do attract all of the people that you want in your life. And I can I can say living in L.A., it's so rare that I you know, some people are like, oh, L.A. is so tough and the personalities and the people. And I was like, I think everyone's freaking amazing. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, because that's all that I'm seeing. That's all I'm looking for. And that's what I'm focusing on. And those are the people that I want. It's really funny. The other day I went to an appointment, like a new person that I randomly found. And um, it was just not good energy. And I was like, whoa, I forgot that this mindset even existed out yeah. here. I totally forgot. And no more am I going to this person again for an appointment that bless them, love them, loving them from afar from now on. Yes. It just, I totally, it was like one of those one-offs that I was like, wow, that was actually a really beautiful reminder for me of what people are going through and what they're experiencing. So it's just, it's a really great place to be when you finally get to that, that spot of when you realize your life is really You've you've been able to choose all of these amazing people in your life. So what are you most excited about right now? 
Well, I think that what I'm excited about is um, all these speaking engagements. I really am loving getting into my community and uh, the fact that I'm able to go to these places and meet the people that I've been working with virtually, give them like real time hugs, you know, and Mm -hmm. um, just kind of cheer them on, meet their kids because I'm noticing more entrepreneurs sort of bringing their children or mothers and daughters traveling together. And um, it's just that is probably what has me the most psyched because it's a different form of service from the regular imparting information on live streaming. So um, the next opportunity I have on deck to really connect with people is going to be the business boutique with Christy Wright, Dave Ramsey, Amy Porterfield. um, And that's happening in Nashville, Tennessee on November 4th and 5th. So um, that's going to be super exciting. And I cannot wait to meet people there. So when did this even start? When did, so you just like this last year, this kind of all exploded, which is so incredibly exciting. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this has to be like the most wild ride to be like, wow, these are the people that I, I either listened to or mentored with. And it sounds oh, yeah. like it happened pretty fast for you. So what, what even caused that whole, you know, did you raise your hand and say, yes, I want to speak or did people come to you or how does that look for you? I mean, literally it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of crazy 365. I mean, whenever I think about it, I just can't believe my life. I mean, when I was on Periscope, um, I was just being honest. I was truly just serving. Yeah. And um, live streaming is one of those amazing platform opportunities where you can build a relationship faster than ever before because people will see you kind of, you know, giving a business tutorial and then your three-year-old will streak across the back naked, you know, <laughs> you know and they're just kind of like, she's a real person, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, yes. and people, you know, you build a relationship and then people want to work with you more. So, um I mean, my first launch sold out in four minutes and it was like a five figure launch, you know, like, I mean, it, live streaming has just like exploded my business. And, um, I met my mentor there, my personal mentor, Shalene Johnson. Mm. Um, you know, she's my mentor and now we're like just really good friends and my kids call her aunt Shalene. And, you know, that is the power of being able to get on live streaming and interact. So once I met her and then I spoke at her event, you know, one thing leads to the other. And all that matters is that you just stay close to your mission, which is continuing to serve. Don't ever change from what you were originally offering because that's what's attracting the good um, and just continue to grow and do it better. And that's why I think all these opportunities are coming. Oh, and prayer and prayer. I also believe that these are things that um, God has had for me. And the thing he was waiting on for me was for me to actually jump and be ready to receive. Mm. Um, so this was always here for me. It was just a matter of, you know, positioning myself to receive those blessings. Uh, I love it. And what does, just to go in for people, because I know, I know that people feel it. I know they do. I know all of you listening feel it, but you just need to tap back in and have faith. So Mm -hmm. is there something that you say or something that you remind yourself of to know that yes, you are meant to receive and allow yourself to open up? Yes, absolutely. Um, I always say, my provision resides in my purpose. Hmm. So the the better aligned I am with my purpose and where I'm supposed to be, I will definitely find provision there. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. And I would love for people to be able to find where to follow you. Where do you hang out? What's your favorite social media spot? Sure. So my favorite social media spot right now is on Facebook. You can find me at facebook.com slash monetize thyself. And I live stream on Periscope at natural Nicole, and you can get in touch with me, interact with any of my products or book me for sessions or speaking engagements at Nicole So just so people know, what is the one thing that you love to help people with most? If you could just summarize exactly what that is. 
I love to help people get clarity in the purpose that they're supposed to be offering to the world and put a price tag on it that's going to allow them to continue to live in that purpose. Oh man, clarity brings so much happiness. Yes, it sure does. (laughs) It's insane. All right. So before we go, I just want to say how grateful I am for you and for stepping in to your divine role in this world and saying yes. And also, I just want to ask our last and final question. And that is, okay, if you are on an elevator with someone and you literally have a 30 second ride and that's it, 30 seconds, and they look over at you and say, how can I make myself happy? What do you say? Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So here's what's going through my, the first thing I'm like, who am I in an elevator with? Is it Is it Gary Vee? Is it Oprah? Because that's how an entrepreneur's mind works. It's a total (laughs) rando. It's a total random. Oh my gosh. Um, How to be happy. It's cheesy. And I know it's been said before, but the truth is uh, find your happiness where you are right now and you'll be Mm. happy eternally. Yes. Amen. I love it so much. Okay. Thank you so much for being on. And you guys, if you love this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it and make sure you follow Nicole. And until next time, earn your happy. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. 
It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthday.com slash Lori. Hey all, I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community 
for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Oh, 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 oh,